The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The victory horns are sounding for one Amanda Lamos. She said, you know what? You want to make me a massive underdog? I'll show you. And she showed Marina Rodriguez and all the conversations about whether or not Marina Rodriguez could earn a title shot after UFC Vegas 64. All of that noise, all of that talk has shifted over to the Amanda Lamos side. Will she be sitting cage side? for the UFC 281 co-main events next Saturday at Madison Square Garden after a third-round ferocious TKO win over Marina Rodriguez. Big, huge win for Amanda Lemos to cap off a pretty fun UFC Vegas 64 card. Thank you for joining us for our live post-fight show. I am Mike Hack, being joined by the man. It's no longer his birthday, officially, but in our heart of hearts, it is his birthday, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. Hello, AK. My best friend, every day is my birthday when I get to spend it with you, producer Casey, the MMA fighting crew, the people watching, the people who will be listening to this later in podcast form, everyone who watched UFC Vegas night. It, it's, I, I can't ask for more. I can't ask for more. It's so wonderful. That's great. We have Casey on the ones and twos. So l- let me start. Let me start you off with a question, AK. One that I've seen a lot mm-hmm. on Twitter since the fight ended. Did you have an issue with the stoppage? No. Nah. Did you think the stoppage was too early? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, there's the turnaway. The turnaway was the big one. I-, I know a lot of people want to see fighters get a chance to recover. Uh, and yes, you can always bring up. You can always find cases where it's like, oh, I've seen worse. I've seen fighters um, in other situations be given chances to come back, and that's true. It it happens. Um, but uh, in this case, the turnaway is a very strong sign for uh, – this is Jason Herzog to the main event, right? Yes. 
I think. A very strong sign for her as Dr. Connor. Go, okay, that's not intelligent defense. He's also in there hearing the shots and see, kind of probably having a better feel um, for how those shots you know, outside of getting hit with them himself, you're, you're right next to it. You can kind of tell how hard they're hitting. He has the he has he has a better feel for it than any of the judges, and besides anyone except for Amanda and and Rena themselves. So he's he's seeing firsthand what damage these are doing on the broadcast. I mean, these sound like bombs, right? I mean, just those of us watching at home, we're like, holy crap! Like that's that, that she was really really cracking. And these are clean shots. She's not just throwing like wild haymakers, and some of their are like bouncing off the arms, and some of their like, oh, well, they're not, you know, are she are they really doing damage? Is is Marina slipping some of these? She was really really taking it to her. So no issue with the stops at all. Anytime there's a standing stoppage in the UFC, that's like relatively quick. You know, not where it's not like one fighter taking like uh, punches against the cage for like ten like consecutive seconds. People are gonna say, oh, could they have let it go longer? But I saw everything I need to see. I mean, there was just so much gas behind those punches. And um, Marina looked really hurt. I know she kind of protested right away, but she looked really hurt. And uh, I definitely have no problem with it. I, I, I'd be surprised if there was too much of an uproar. Did you ever see – I mean, this is a massive movie. You saw The Departed, right, AK? Hey, Brooke, which, which one? The Departed. Of the course. The Departed. The Departed, okay. yeah. You know the – you know the scene where Leonardo DiCaprio like smashes the cranberry juice over that guy's head and then Mr. Uh-huh. French comes over and is like, you know who that is? That's Jackie's nephew. And he goes, oh, uh-huh. man. And they just punches him three times. The first two, he looks like he's okay. And then the third one just knocks him unconscious. I feel like Jason Herzog was like looking into the future and just flashing back at that movie because I think one more shot and one more punch like that, Marina's unconscious. So I think Jason kind of just looked into the future and and just stopped. I didn't have an issue with it, but that was like a big big thing on Twitter. It was like, was this uh, a little too early? Should Marina have gotten more of an opportunity? But I have no issue with the stoppage. But man, Amanda Lamos is like, all this talk about Marina getting a title shot. What about me? What about Amanda Lamos? And she came out there. The first round was, it was a round. They did things for five minutes. Second round, things turned up a little bit. Lamo started to get some momentum. And then third round, she's like, I'm getting her out of here. I need to go home. So what did you think, man? I mean, not a lot of people were giving her much of a chance to win. They felt like if it was going to get stopped early, it was going to be because of Lamo. But not a lot of people giving her a chance to actually go out there and and do the damn thing. And she did it. What'd you think? Mike, Mike, stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, I could not have been more wrong about this main event. I, I, I think we, could, I feel like we could do a supercut of me saying I could not have been more wrong about this main event. I, 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 it's just I'm getting deja vu. I feel like I say this all the time. Not just in predicting the winner. Listen, these are 50-50 things. You know, someone wins, someone loses. We all, we all get them wrong sometimes. You know, we all just pick, pick the wrong fighter. I didn't just pick it wrong. My, my breakdown of the, the essence of this fight was so far off. Um, my, my, my Rodriguez pick had a lot to do with, I just feel like she's, I, I've been more impressed how she's done against, you know, top competition. Um, she's gone five rounds before. And I think I said on the preview show and in my predictions, um, so it's in writing and on video, I've, I've embarrassed myself on multiple levels. I think I said like that Lamoche, I just don't believe, I don't believe she's part of that upper echelon of fighters. I don't think she's in that Rodriguez, Zhang Weili, uh, Rose Namajunas, Carlos Barza, Jessica Andrade tier. Uh, and clearly, 
I was, again, could not have been more wrong. This is an excellent, excellent performance. I didn't mind the first round. They knew they had five rounds to work with. It is a feeling out process. Marina, with a lot of respect for Limoche's power, now we know why. Limoche, again, having not gone five rounds before, probably doesn't want to come out as a berserker um, and probably knows maybe she can drop around and you know it, it won't be the end of the world for her. She's in there to finish anyway. You know, what I mean? Limoche is not in there to win decisions. She's in there to finish. So giving up a round means nothing to her. Uh, and, and that was clearly the case, as we saw in the end, as she just turns it on. She, she found the lasers. She turns it on. I tweeted that uh, her finishing instincts are incredible. You know, um, so much of the vi- of the of the videos that were hyping up the the fight were about like, yeah, there just aren't finishers like her at strawweight, and it's not just power, it's not just athleticism, it's knowing when to go for it. And she had almost finished the fight uh, uh, with, with the in round two with that rear naked choke, and and the way she went for it, there was no hesitation, there was no there was no like, oh, you know, I got I got to set up to get in this position first, or or should I should I go for ground and pound instead? She immediately went to go take the back and had a very very uncomfortable looking choke on. Uh, it's it's a testament a testament to Marina Rodriguez's toughness, her submission defense that she did not get choked out, um, because that that uh, that sequence by Lamosh would have finished a lot of the women. At 115 pounds, so her her finishing things are really spectacular, and she has the profile. I mean, she has the highlight reel on the profile of a contender for sure. She will be in the top five, I believe, in our rankings. She entered this as number nine in the MMA Fighting Global rankings. Marina Rodriguez, number five. Limo should should take her spot, um, barring anything strange happening. And um, man, you really feel like she actually is one win away from getting that title shot whether against whether it's against Carlos Barza or Zhang Weili or if Rosam Junis gets back in there but Lamosh fighting for a title in 2023 suddenly seems very very realistic so if car if Carla wins next Saturday is Lamosh next if Marina was next is Lamosh next yeah I think she I think yeah, she kind of has it. to be and, and you know what? I'm gonna raise. I'm gonna raise. You know, I, I called it originally, but now I'm gonna now I'm gonna raise. It's a little cheap, but I'm gonna I'm gonna re-raise here. I think if Zhang Wei Li wins, I I mean, who who does not want to see Zhang Wei Li fight Amanda freaking Lamosh after what we just saw in this fight? I feel like Lamosh. I, I feel like she made such a leap tonight that she could get the winner no matter what happens next Saturday. I feel like Rose is probably still in play. If Zhang wins and she calls for Rose and Rose won't stay at 115, I feel like she's the front runner. But the way I saw the fight playing out to what actually happened, I felt like if if Rodriguez won, she needed Carla to win and that was it. Lamosh, I think she has a case either way. What what are your thoughts on kind of the title implication? I know we'll do more matchmaking on Otno tomorrow, but – like put yourself in the UFC shoes right now. What are they thinking? I don't know if she has the name power one. Uh, I don't know how much the Jessica Andrade loss still kind of lingers in their minds. It is, it is. I mean, she has two fights removed now, but it wasn't that long ago. It was earlier this year. It was pretty definitive. It was her first main event opportunity. So I, I do think uh, maybe in the eyes of the matchmakers, do they see her as like, you know, is that just something like, okay, well, she, yes, this is impressive. Yes, she took out a top five challenger uh but this other top five or we, i guess i would say closer to top three uh top three challenger jessica andrage made short work of her with her own incredible standing finish so i don't know if if this quite makes like a uh and you know an indelible statement with the matchmakers uh mike i have thrown up a poll i do kind of want to get a feel for the people 
And exactly what you asked, should Amanda Lamoche get a title shot of her UFC Vegas 64 win? Right now, 54% yes. Obviously, a poll like this, there's a lot of recency bias. So it would not surprise me if it is uh, you know positive for Lamoche by the time it wraps up. But the fact that we're even talking about it, like you said, didn't seem like that would be the case two days ago. Um, and now suddenly, I think we're all like a little excited. I don't know. I don't, I don't like to speak for everyone, but I think we're a little excited at the possibility of her getting a tele shot. Yeah. I, I mean, her and Carl is interesting. And then her and Zhang just throwing bricks at each other is just <laughs> seems like a ton of fun. It, it really does. She'd be favored. So like great. Carla Esparza, right? She'd be favored. I don't know if Carla Esparza is ever going to be favored. Like, if she gets past Zhang Wei Li, I don't know if she's ever going to be favored against anyone. <laughs> <laughs> if dude if i mean I, I i don't know if i agree with if she beats Zhang Wei lee and like does it convincingly she'll be favored against a bad lamosh i think i mean she's a minus know. she's like a plus 280 dog right now she goes okay, out there and just convincingly beat Zhang Wei lee yeah i think she's probably the favorite but we'll see i'm down for either of those fights what a difference a day makes great job amanda lamosh but you gotta feel for marina rodriguez most people felt she had earned a title shot already. She takes this very risky fight against Amanda Lamosh and she loses, man. This is it's just this is just a tough sport. It's just such a tough sport, is it not? Watching Marina work so hard to get to where she's at. Everyone's just clamoring for her to get a title fight. Hoping for meritocracy to prevail. It doesn't. And now her road to a title fight just got extra long, AK, didn't it? Even the way the fight was unfolding, we were kind of like, man, if she wins the fight this way, because the first round was close. I don't think it was necessarily a clear Rodriguez round, but when, uh, we'll see if the scorecards popped up, actually. I don't know if the scorecards have popped up yet. I am curious how that first round was scored. Okay, I don't see it yet. Um, even if she had won that first round, if she had, if that's just how it had gone, and definitely did not win the second round, um, if that's the way it had gone for you know the next let's say she recovered in round three and just you know turned into sort of a, a, Mahina, a marina rodriguez fight you know methodical you know enjoyable to watch but not you know not necessarily thrilling she is she isn't she has not put on a thrilling performance it was sort of the the narrative going in something we talked about a lot on the preview show <clears throat> excuse me like what is your most memorable marina rodriguez like in cage moment and it's just there's nothing really springs to mind and it looked like <clears throat> Excuse me, everyone. It looked like we were going to be headed to uh, kind of having that same discussion after the show. I had a feeling like she might win a decision, and then we'd be saying the same thing, right? We'd just be like, okay, great. She won. Um, you know, I, I don't know what she could have said in her post-fight promo she had won, but again, she hasn't been like a fiery quote person before. It would surprise me if she she made some outlandish sort of call to, to put herself to the front of the line. Um, so yeah, you definitely have to feel for her, and uh, she she was already like even though she was number five in our rankings, and I think number four in the UFC rankings. I'm not sure. Um, even taking that into account, it just never felt like there was that push. Other, you know, giving her this main event fight, great. Um, she's had a couple other main events, but it almost feels like she, again she wasn't even supposed to be in the main event for this card. This was this was uh, Bryce Mitchell and Evloyev, so she was like almost a main eventer by default. Uh, she has to – I don't know what she can change because what she does is good. She win, She wins a lot of fights. She didn't win this fight. That's fine. Amanda Lemos is really good. So to tell her to change her style just seems like crazy because it's worked for her pretty well so far. But it's also – it only it only takes you so far. So I, I don't know. I don't know what, what what she can do. We didn't know what she could do going into this fight. Now coming up with this loss, I'm even – I'm completely at a loss to, um, to, to try and figure out a, a career plan for her. 
Uh, scorecards have been released. Uh, two okay. of the judges, Derek Cleary and uh, Junichiro Kamijo, uh, both had it the way most of us had it. Nineteen nineteen, gave him Marina the first round, Lamos the second, Sal D'Amato. Twenty eighteen for Amanda Lamos. So okay, there you go. Those are the cards. Yeah. So split. We're at splitty city territory heading into round three, <laughs> but Amanda Lamos is like, nope. Not going that route. So tremendous performance. She gets it done. I'm sure she'll get a bonus. And once those bonuses come out, we'll let you know what they are. Oh, I have a guess, feeling right? that, yeah, you want to guess? I think, I think the, I don't know if we're going to get a fight of the night here. We might. I don't know. There are a lot of finishes on this card. Magni, I feel like Magni and Rodriguez were heading towards it. it was, that, was, that was a really fun fight to watch. I thought that was heading towards a fight of the night, but probably just. I think Magni, you have to give it to him. Um, quality of competition. It was a good, great. It was a great looking finish. Broke the record. It's almost like, oh, here's the 50 Gs for for uh, passing, uh, uh, breaking the tie with GSP for the most wins by a welterweight. I know we'll talk about that more later. I'm sure. A hell of an achievement. Sounds crazy to say. Uh, then I would go to gear for uh, threatening to uh, look like he was trying to actually kill Nate Manus with that guillotine choke. Grant Dawson would get one, except uh, you know he missed weight. Uh oh! I mean, oh, God. I mean, and Viana and Viana Vidal, Vidal. Yeah, they should both definitely the get him. Just do the multiple bonuses. Give out five bonuses, please. <laughs> everyone who didn't miss, everyone who didn't miss weight and got a finish, fifty G's these people up, please, please. But yeah, I, yes. I mean, if I had to choose, I go Viana. But it seems wrong to rob Vidal. That was that was that was awesome. A flying knee to the body. I, I you don't see those every day. That was a different kind of yeah. one. Even though her entrance took 47 minutes and the fight <laughs> took three, it was, it was, that was a hell of a finish. So. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, but let's talk about Neil Magny real quick because the man is a wily, wily veteran, AK. He is. He might be, I, I know we use the word gatekeeper a lot. Some people use it as like a, a negative. I don't think we use it as a negative here. Just 
it's more of, we use it more as a litmus test. Like I think Neil Magny is the ultimate litmus test. He might be the best gatekeeper slash litmus test in the entire sport right now. He wins the first round. D-Rod wins the second round. It looks like he has all the momentum. Third round starts. D-Rod cracks him, take, gets him on the mat. looks like he's about to cruise to a win. And Neil Magny just gets all sorts of angry, gets on top. And then when D-Rod tries to get back up to his feet, just slaps just the nastiest choke on him. And D-Rod has to tap. First time D-Rod has been finished in his career, Neil Magny just doing the damn thing, AK. And then he called out Gilbert Burns. A performance, a performance, maybe even an A plus after everything that uh, that he went through in the first 10 minutes of that fight. Neil Magny, I'll never doubt you again, my man. Uh, a performance, a call out. That's a great call out if you can get that fight. Uh, th- this, listen, this is a guy who I know a lot of people, but we said, we've said gatekeeper, super high level gatekeeper. I think that's how fans, fans view him as well. They, they might not consider him as someone who they just don't. We just, it's us too. I just say in the media, I don't say just the fans. It's us too who talk who you know we don't talk about him as a title contender. It's like we've taken him for granted. Um, and while Mike, you know, I do not approve uh, of the mixing of the martial arts. Hashtag keep the martial arts apart. Uh, this man mixes the martial arts so well. He's been doing it for so long. Again, now twenty and eight in the UFC, as we said, broke the record with GSP. They were tied with nineteen wins. Even having twenty eight UFC fights is insane. Uh, much less winning twenty of them and fighting a lot of good opponents. We've called him a spoiler. We said gatekeeper. We call him a spoiler as well. We've said he he fights bigger name people sometimes, and 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 kind of spoils that you know their their uh, their chances of getting a title shot or getting back to a title shot or thinking that they're going to take his ranking. Um, it, it's it's a, it's a great achievement, and I hope people you know when they look back on guys like him and Jim Miller, uh, another lifer who again has not competed for UFC title shot. I hope that that designation does not like detract from their greatness. I hope when people talk about the great welterweights of all time that they mention Neil Magny. I hope they mentioned Jim Miller among the great lightweights of all time. You know, I don't care if you're like, oh, top 10, top 15, top 20, whatever, whatever. You, you, however you want to rank them, it doesn't matter. The longevity should be appreciated uh, in, in this business. Longevity and, and and it's not like they're just hanging around. They're still winning fights. Uh, entertaining fights too. Neil Magny has a really good resume. He's he's a guy who I – don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's racked up like a fight in the night awards, but he always puts in a good performance. You know, Win or lose, he's always putting in a solid performance. Or you have to put in a really great performance to beat him, like with Shavkat. You know, his last fight with Shavkat. You're always going to see something um, professional, professional and high quality when Neil Magny is in the cage. And you—that's honestly not something you can say about everybody in the UFC roster these days. It's—it's it's, it's a—it's a—it's a big bloated roster. We know this. We know a lot of veterans keep getting pushed out for, uh, let's just say, it, cheaper contender series options. So for a guy like Neil Magny to, to stick around uh, and, again, to continue to have success is so admirable. Um, and I hope – and it, to, again, still be aiming high, not saying, not saying, oh, I'll just fight whoever the UFC gives me. To continue to say, I want the Gilbert Burns of the world. I want the top five opponents of the world. You know, uh, I, I think it's so fun to watch. So uh, great for him. Uh, I thought it was a really good fight. I thought Dallin Rodriguez looked good in the fight. But, again, just all, all the credit to Neil Magny for, uh, for figuring him out, diffusing him, and, uh, and, and like Mike said, getting a finish of a guy who just, just does not get stopped normally. So I, f- I feel good after watching that fight, Mike. Neil Magny did not – get a fight of the night he did get a performance bonus though we have our bonuses neil magny mario batista tamiris vidal and pollyanna viana four bonuses that's fair there you go that's fair. i 
I think producer Casey will agree with me on this. I would have gone with Ulan Bekov over Manus because, and it was great to see Benito Lopez back. Benito Lopez has not fought since July 2019. And he kind of looked like a guy who had not fought since July 2019, especially against Mario Bautista, who's uh, like, again, in, in the deep bantamweight division. It's probably some in their top 20, top 25. He's looked amazing in like his last couple of fights. Like he looks like a guy who's going to be ranked at some point um, if he gets the right opponent. I, I remember when I saw that on paper, I'm like, first, the, the you know, uh, Obi-Wan, the um, Benito Lopez, there's a name I've not heard in some time. And then, and then when I saw them matched up, I'm like, this seems strange. This is a tough. This is a tough uh, 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 comeback fight for this guy, um, and you know, hey, credit to him for stepping in there and and, and uh, taking this fight. But he was outclassed, and it's understandable. Again, has not fought since July 2019. Um, that's a big layoff, and in the the bantamweight division, one of the fastest moving, most rapidly improving divisions, like month week to week, month to month. I, I just don't know how you can take that kind of time off and, and expect to be competitive. So. Um, I would have gone with uh, Ulan Bekov for the bonus instead, but good for Mario Batista. Awesome finish. Uh, you don't see a lot of triangle arm bars. I think I want to say Michael Carroll said that that was the ninth, only the ninth um, triangle arm bar finish in UFC history. Don't quote me on that, people, but there are. Uh, there, it is. It is rare. It is rare. But to play devil's advocate, didn't Nate Manus look like a guy who? cut a billion pounds <laughs> that was the he he put out that picture right that picture came from his instagram right yeah i think so the, 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 the picture had everyone talking it was like an instagram story right why would he put that out does he did he not look at that picture and go like this looks bad i should not i should not show this to people <laughs> and he looks like not great at the scale this is a guy this is a guy who's fought at lightweight a bunch of times, in yeah. featherweight a bunch yeah. of times, and a few at bantamweight, and then he drops to fight at 125. He looked rough. I know there was another picture he posted of uh, like him weighing like 176 pounds, which he obviously commented like, "Dude, I'm joking. I didn't obviously I didn't put on 54 pounds from my weigh-in yesterday." But yeah, he did post a little picture. I th- he might have taken it down, but that was pretty funny. But. He- they should just stay at 135, I think. Why did right? he why did he decide to go down? Do we know? I have just no idea. Felt more comp- I don't, felt I, more I, I don't know. I mean, he was three he beat Johnny Munoz Jr. at Featherweight. Uh-huh. But I mean they're yep. both bantamweights. He beat Luke Sanders, he beat Tony Gray. He's three and oh with two finishes, yeah. and then he fought Umar and got Umard. And then he drops to 25 and he has to fight Tagir Ulanbekov. Like, that's just a rough run, man. I'd be like, oh, that's the fight you're giving me? Nah, I'll stay at 135. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> yeah. stay at 135. Those, those are my options at flyweight. Like, it's a strange – and again, I, 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 don't, I, just, I don't know Nate Maness. I don't know if – like I said, maybe he just feels he's a natural 125 or maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't feel great competing in higher weight classes despite the results. Maybe he's winning fights, but he's kind of like, ah, you know, I, I'm glad I'm winning fights, but I really feel like my – my championship, you know, ceiling is is at 125, but uh, the results have not been promising. Again, even disregarding the weight cut, I just don't know if at this stage of his career he's as good as guys like uh, Umar and Tagir Ulanbekov. Um, these guys are just great fighters. He could have had the, the greatest weight cut in the world. It might not have mattered. So um, I don't know. We'll see what he does next. I do think he gets another shot. Uh, maybe he sticks around a flyweight and they don't give him one of these just, you know, A++ wrestlers. But it's a it's a it's a t- it's a tough division because um, again it's, we always say it's not very deep but you have a lot of great flyweights in there it does not get much easier. 
Coming in March or April, Nate Manus against Muhammad Mukhayev. Get ready, because that's probably oh. where they're going with this. Good poor guy. <laughs> Just taking on all these incredible wrestlers. Uh, good win for Shailen, Nerd, and Bianca. I mean, I don't know how to feel do about that. To, uh, yeah, do you want to talk online. about this? <laughs> do you want to talk about this, Mike? <sighs> I mean, we get we get, we could talk about it because obviously people are talking about it. But I will pull up the tweet. Let, let me pull up the tweet right now. Uh, are you Ben uh, Davis? Ben Davis? Uh, no, that's a good one too. Okay, I'm I'll, pulling I'll, up I'll, I'll the. Pull that one after. I'm pulling up the Aaron Bronsetter tweet. All right, so three hours ago. Yeah. Aaron Bronsetter tweets out. Some crazy line movement in the Nernan Bianca versus Derek Minner fight over the last 90 minutes. Average odds have moved from minus 237 to minus 362 for Shylin. And then, of course, the fight starts. Derek throws one kick to the body and he just starts hobbling around. You could tell he's hurt, like he's done. He's injured and Shylin does what he's supposed to do and he goes out there and hits him a bunch of times, knocks him down, then elbows him into just just an oblivion. It was just bad. He just kept elbowing him over and over and over again until the referee stopped it. And there was a lot of talk about the the new rule that UFC fighters and coaches and teammates and all that stuff, like anyone associated with UFC can no longer bet on UFC fights. And some people thought it was very strange but if you really look deeply, this is one of the reasons why this rule is a thing because you might have some people just be like, you know what? I trained with this guy. He was hobbling around before he got on the plane. Like maybe we, uh, we juice this lineup a little bit and don't tell anybody, but a lot of speculation out there. AK, what, what did you make of all of this? Mike, as you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm not a sharp. Is that what they call the odds that I was making? Other oh, people who are good at betting. I'm not a sharp. I'm no. I'm no Jed Mershu. I'm no. I'm no Connor Burks. Uh, uh, I'm not an expert on these things. But uh, there you go. There's there's a tweet from Mr. Uh, Aaron Bronstetter. Uh, yeah, a little fishy. A little fishy. Uh, I, I was not aware of the line movement beforehand. Uh, someone was like I said. I, I did want to read out a tweet from uh, Ben the Bane Davis, who said, uh, "With this line movement, this is at 8:01 p.m. So this is when the main card was." Uh, oh, an hour into the was this an hour into the main card. Yeah. Okay, so it would have been just before, so maybe just about before this fight happened. Uh, ben the Bane Davis he tweets with this line movement. I'm expecting Minner to come out with a broken limb or something. Uh, it got a lot of retweets after, a lot of quote tweets after, because <laughs> um, as you said, it, it's certainly possible. Listen, like I said, we're not we're not Dr. Joe Rogan over here. You know, we can't make these calls when we see someone get hurt in the broadcast and say, oh, that clearly happened in the fight. Uh, whatever his hurt his toe, hurt his leg, hurt his knee, something. Um, it's hard to say watching, but given the line movement, given how quickly he got hurt. Uh, and how quickly the fight ended when he was down and when he was down like he knew he was hurt there was no you know there was no like okay well i'm going to try and fight out of this he immediately went i think wisely into sort of just get my arm up uh turtle mode i'm not fighting back hopefully the referee's going to step in here and save me it took referee mark smith a while to get in there uh but sure enough he uh sure enough he did uh and, and you know those people whoever bet their money on shyland nerd and bk uh were very 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 happy and probably if again, what we're saying has any truth to it, probably not all that surprised by the outcome. So 
We are not formally accusing anyone of any sort of impropriety. We are just commenting on the story as it has unfolded before us. Uh, again, a lot of line movement before in the Shailan Nerd and BK direction. And uh, the outcome reflected that uh, with, with eerie accuracy. So people draw your own conclusions. Again, we don't know. We don't have the inside dirt on this or anything. This is strictly all of this is speculation. Um, but I could see a lot of uh, a lot of people watching, maybe not... Uh, not in love was how, how all of that unfolded. Yeah. So, I mean, literally at 10 Oh six this morning, Derek Mitter was a, pl- uh, was a plus plus one eighty underdog and he closed, uh, on most at like right around plus 300. So that thing got jacked up. I mean, that's a lot of points. I mean, that's, that's a lot What's of in, points. It, it's weird. Say- it's, it's very, it's, it's a little yeah, weird. Know. People wake up on a Saturday. There's, you know, they start doing a little light research of the car. They see Sherilyn Nerd and BK. Oh, 38 and 10 record. They're like, you know what? I'm going to put some money on him, not knowing, you know, not knowing anything about what's going on with Derek Manor. Strictly their faith in uh, in in Sherilyn Nerd and BK. That's certainly possible, right, Mike? Maybe just a bunch of bored gamblers like took a beating on horse racing or something. You're like, you know what? I'm going to yep. take this dart. And I'm going to chuck it at a fight, and everybody landed on Shailen. Could be. Maybe that's what happens. It's it's a coincidence. A giant. It's a coincidence. coincidence. We don't we don't make accusations around here. We don't. We're, it's it's all speculative. I'm not. It's all speculative. We won't dive any deeper. But no. it does seem a little strange. Uh, we mentioned Tequila and back off. Before I go to the peeps, I do want to talk about Grant Dawson because do it. Look, he missed weight. Short notice fight against an undefeated guy. We've been talking for a couple weeks about how Mark Matson just took a giant step up in competition going from Jakar close to Grant Dawson. And this is no disrespect to Jakar close. That fight would have been cool too. There's a lot of heat on that one with the fight ready versus Jakar close thing going down. But Grant Dawson is really, really good. There's a reason that the MMA fighting global rankings, the only rankings in the sport that matter, the best rankings in all of MMA had Grant Dawson already ranked tied for number 15 and he showed it. I mean, he got clipped real quick in this fight. And then for 12 minutes straight, he just wrecked Mark Matson. Mark had no answer for this guy. Grant just wrestled him, took his back, just controlled him over and over again. And then Mark just had to tap uh, 205 into the third round. Grant Dawson climbs to 19 and one. This guy's a problem, AK. I, I hope he gets his weight under control. Again, we understand that it's short notice, but... We've heard Grant Dawson say a lot in his UFC career. I promise the UFC I'll never miss weight again. Ends up missing again. Maybe a little bit of a pass here taking this on short notice. But this dude, if he can get this weight under control and make it all the time, AK, this guy's going to be a big, big problem for this division. This grappling is just on another level. Like if if you wanna if you wanna know you know why why we always say there's a difference between you know amateur wrestling and MMA wrestling, and in this case Olympic wrestling, uh, people I'm sure know by now Marco Marco Madsen, uh, 2016 Rio Rio de Janeiro silver medal, Greco Roman wrestling. It's brought up in the broadcast all the time. It's brought up anytime anyone brings up Marco Madsen, and rightfully so. He's a great wrestler, uh, but when it comes to that MMA style of grappling, uh, Grant Dawson is just you know, so, so proficient at it. Um, he's just, he, he's, he's 
got great athleticism, great size. He looks insanely strong. I don't know if he's as strong as Scott in 155. Again, you look look at our champion. We have Islam Makachev. We have so many great wrestlers in 155. But Grant Dawson is has to be up there. It's just as far as like raw strength. He looks once he gets his hooks on you, it just looks like you you are not going anywhere. And again, we're talking about an Olympic level wrestler and no slouch in the strength and athleticism department himself in Marco Madsen that he controlled. Um, so it wasn't just a size thing because Marco Marco Madsen is certainly a strong fellow. Um, so that was super 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 impressive. Uh, people know I take weigh-ins very seriously. I'm certainly it is uh, an affront to my sensibilities when I see someone miss weight. However, however, I, I did somewhat uh, give Grant Dawson and, uh, you know, I kind of let him off the hook because of the short notice. I thought I actually thought I was a little raw that he was kind of had to go 30% and everyone else only did 20% when he kind of helped Mark, I, you know, he saved Mark Madsen having to, to fight on another card. Right. Um, again, no excuses. It's Grant Dawson who, who was in the wrong here. He missed the weight. Um, but I, I'm glad he tackled that. A lot of people don't tackle this directly in their post-fight speech. So he, he, had, a, he had a very good post-fight speech. He said, like you said, Mike, he'll never miss again. We'll see. It's easy to say it and do it. But at least you say it. He himself said, yeah, my win's a little bit tarnished. I do feel like there's like a, like a stain on it because I missed. He wasn't it, it was, he wasn't overt with like the bravado. And the call out, uh, Mike, you and I both said on social media, we're not fans. He called out Tony Ferguson. We don't love it. But for his brand, I don't you you, you nor I, and we'll talk about it more, on our matchmaking show on Sunday, I don't think either of us is going to deny that like that would be a good win on his resume, even where uh, where he and Tony Ferguson are um, in their respective careers, right? Yeah, I mean the promo is great mm-hmm. for for a guy in his position. The callout was fantastic. Like it's it's a great callout. Like you need you need that name. Like I think people are starting to get on board now. Like they're really starting to get on board. And you beat Tony Ferguson, you're like, damn, like he beat a guy that we all know. And I get it. But from a personal perspective for fights I want to see, I have no interest in that fight yeah, because no. <laughs> Grant Dawson's a minus 400 favorite in that fight. It's crazy to say against a guy like Tony Ferguson, but he's a minus 400 favorite in that fight. What you saw against Mark Madsen, it's worse against Tony Ferguson. Because this this is a monster of a guy. I remember watching this guy fight. I think the first time I watched him fight was in 2015. And then I kind of like got off the sports radar a little bit and then started covering it and interviewed Grant a couple times when he was on the regional scene. Two fights of his that I watched in 2016. He basically did that, what he did to Mark Batson. But instead of like just taking your back and controlling you with the body triangle – he just mounted you and beat the shit out of you. Like, that's what this guy did. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's such a problem. He ended up losing his next fight because he was going through a lot of personal stuff, which I've talked to him about. But then since that, just the next fight did the exact same thing. He just gets on you and mounts you and beats the hell out of you. That's what this guy was when I first got on the – like, when I first saw him fight. And now he's just – now he's got the back control. He's working with Steve Mako. He's working with all those guys at ATT. He's working with Matush Gamrot on a daily basis. He's working with those freaking guys. This dude is an animal, and he's going to be a problem. I just, I'm curious to see what his what his next matchup is going to be. I have an idea. I think I have a really good idea for onto the next one. I think most people will love it. You'll be like, "Ooh, this is pretty good." Some people might hate it. 
but it's not Tony Ferguson. I can tell you that. I have no interest <laughs> in watching that fight. Again, I understand why he made the call out, and it's a good one, and the promo was excellent, but I have no interest in watching that fight because I think Grant just washes Tony and makes it look easy. And I don't – I want to see Tony Ferguson fight Joe Lozon, like Jim Miller. Like these are the guys I want to see Tony Ferguson fight, not Grant Dawson, not Jalen Turner, not those guys. I want to see just fun – vet fights for tony ferguson like tony and nate was perfect things like that i'm cool with grant dawson no i don't want to see that no i agree like i said i yeah i i i i i am if i'm in grant dawson he did everything right but uh yeah like i said we'll talk about more on to the next one uh it's it's not something i personally want to see i i don't need this sport uh has a tendency to make us sad and i feel like that fight would just would just bring us down I would agree with that. So um, Miranda Maverick, dominant win over Shannon Young, 30-26s across the board. Mario Batista, this dude's getting better and better. Pollyanna Viana, vicious knockout. We talked about that. Johnny Munoz. That was scary. Yeah, yeah Johnny Munoz, good win. Uh, Jake Hadley, nice win over Carlos Candelario. He's just whooping on these New England guys. Already beat <laughs> Mitch Raposo, stopped him, and then goes out and becomes the first man to stop Carlos Candelario. Jake Hadley's the New England crusher right now. And then we talked about Tamiris Vidal and her vicious flying knee to the body to stop Ramona Pasquale. So fun card. L- listen, not this bad. is not, like I said, this is on, even on paper. I said, this is not, we have seen worse fight night cards on paper. This is better than last week's card on paper, much better in delivery. And now we, I think we have a, a little bit of momentum heading into MSG next week, which I'm very excited for. So the other thing I'm excited for is to hear from the wonderful viewers, the wonderful people watching the show right now. What are the peeps saying? And plus we'll bring in Casey. I don't know if he's wearing a red shirt like he did earlier. No, no. Uh, I changed. Back in wearing, black. Wearing my WBC shirt. Yeah. Boxing. Oh, nice. Uh, yes. Very nice. Very uh, nice. Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, 56, uh, I'll end the poll now. Uh, 56% should Amanda Lemos get a tell the shot. Yes. So, not like overwhelming, not overwhelming, but pretty good considering that beforehand, again, all the talk was around Marina, not around Amanda Lamoche. Good. It's true. You would think you would. Th- I, I, listen, I see Casey making a face. Producer Casey, you know, we have very educated, intelligent fans. So they they are not wowed by a knockout. They don't go, oh, well, that knockout, this person's the best. Oh, this is the best of Phil Baroni. You know, this is the best ever. Uh, our fans don't do that. Our fans are, are <laughs> su- subtle and nuanced human beings and uh so they're not just quickly jump on the men on the motion bandwagon so 56 percent, i think is a is a fine number and a, and a good reflection of how people are feeling about her title chances she has earned the title shot she ain't gonna get it because this is prize fighting and um she's just not gonna move the needle enough unless maybe they do one of those like Shanghai cards for Wei Li wins. When 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 did Wei Li beat Andrade? Was it in be- oh Beijing? It was in Beijing. Yeah, maybe that was so strange because it happened overnight and like so many people didn't even know it happened. I remember that. I was like, yeah, that's was like, so it was, crazy. It was one of the we- yeah one of the strangest title transfers. People woke up. People woke right. up. were like, what? Oh, okay. It, it was like forty five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, but um, yeah. it won't be on a pay per view. Um, maybe I don't know. UFC's weird. Who knows? <laughs> the more I kind of I kind of keep talking myself out of it. But um, we'll Angela, Angela Hill, okay, did, you, you um, should feel you should feel vindicated right now, Casey, because you've been you've been on the Amanda Lamos train I before been. most. 
I have been. You were, I, you were on her real quick. Yeah. Yeah, and I picked Rodriguez in this fight, but I was not at all shocked at Limos won. I mean, I I kind of, okay, not y'all must have forgot, but, like, Limos, she just, she, yeah, okay, she got caught by Andrade, but she wasn't, like, getting whooped up in that fight or anything. She just kind of made a stupid mistake, and Andrade just crazy strong. And I really, honestly, I thought it was the Limos-Angela um, Hill fight because I thought Angela Hill won that fight. And while I think Angela was great, I don't think Angela Hill is quite a top five fighter yet. And, uh, or, not, I mean, just not a top five fighter at the time. And so the fact that Lemos didn't kind of demolish Angela Hill, I was kind of on the fence about her. But um, Marina Rodriguez is legit, and Amanda Lemos looked awesome. And um, didn't like the stoppage, but I completely understand it, though. So that's all. See what y'all got. We'll take a few. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, listen, we got BKFC brawls going on post-fight. Uh, Fight, Fight Circus is probably starting soon. I mean, what do we got? Uh, I mean, AK, I love you from oh, Lee. thank you, Lee. From one Lee Why, to another. You, Lee. Yeah. Thank you. Um, did you oh, this is an interesting question. If an injury happens during a fight... Do you get some kind of med cover from the UFC as opposed to a training injury? Yeah. 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 And but 100%. I don't know the details. I think a, a manager would have to say this, but like, do they get the same type of coverage if it's a training injury? I know there's training coverage, but I don't think it's. I'm pretty sure if you've been if you've signed on for a fight, I imagine that's how they treat it, right? If yeah. you're if you're within the window of when you signed on for a fight up until the fight happens. Yeah. You're, you're, I guess they would consider you on on UFC time. Yeah, I, I think that's. I'm pretty I sure it's, that's true. Yeah. So I guess it's this the, the he's insinuating that Minner took the fight injured, but he would only get covered oh. if he if he actually let the bell ring, throws a kick, does something, and um yeah. Oh no, I I'm pretty sure if he uh, if he was in the lead up he would get taken care of. But I, I understand the yes yeah. now I understand the question. Yeah, that would but, be. That but would he be wouldn't really get. But he wouldn't get happened. a he wouldn't get a check though for his actual purse. So um and that's that, true. yes that too yeah that too. Hey listen, it's, it's not as if we have a high profile case of this happening recently uh, at a, at a major <laughs> pay per view. You know someone someone you know knowing they had an injury and going because who would do that? Who would do what kind of person would do that? Hey, Minner so. Minner thought he could beat the guy on one leg. He's like. Yeah, he saw the matchup. He's like, he's like, exactly. listen, uh, I I know on one leg I can beat this guy. So yeah, yeah. Uh, if uh, if my if, if if everything goes fine, I, I was I, I would have won the fight. <laughs> oh, good yeah. God. Um, uh, Neil showed up, went through adversity. Him versus Torino in two months would be a banger. Yeah, those two guys uh, get a lot of respect for each other. So no. I don't hate it. You, AK, so you said no Magni is an all-time welterweight great. Is that what you said? That could mean anything from yeah, yeah. Go on, go on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, okay. go on, the question. Yeah. But are no Magni's the gatekeeper, right? Because sure. is anyone is anyone expecting him to beat Gilbert Burns? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick him. But I don't think I picked. Oh, I did pick him to win this fight. But um, there's many fights that I picked against him that he's won. All right. Yeah, just uh, I'm telling you, what is No Magni? I guess he has to. He loses guys above him. He beats guys behind him, pretty much. Is that that's yeah? That's I kinda, just think that's kind of what gatekeepers are. 
Listen, it's it's a bigger it's a bigger it's a bigger discussion. But I've I've always said uh, uh, belts are props. Uh, title championship wins matter, of course. Uh, listen, I'm I'm a fan of George St. Pierre. I say George St. Pierre is the greatest fighter of all time, and so much of his reputation is built on his performances in championship fights. So so for me to to uh, uh, kind of discount how important championship fights are would be ridiculous. But I will say for guys like Magny, guys like Benil Dariush. Um, uh, Marina Rodriguez tonight, like people who clearly have done enough to earn a title. Like it sucks that we just look at them like, oh well, they ne- uh, Jim Miller. Oh well, they never earned a title shot. Mm. And it's like, well, those title shots are determined by the UFC. They're determined by marketing. They're determined by. Oh yeah. It's you could certainly make very strong cases that t- the timing was never right for a Jim Miller title shot. The timing was never right for a Neil Magny title shot. Completely. T- like I'm not even calling out the UFC and going like, oh, how could you not have given one of these people a title shot? Like there was. I'd have to think of it. But Jim have, Miller, he lost his kind of number one contender fight. Yeah, I don't think Magny. Times, I think. Magny, Magny hasn't even not hasn't even. I mean, he's he's obviously had a great career, but yeah. he's never even hit that number one contender or even a fight for the number one contender fight. As yeah. far as I recall, yeah. there was no. Was there any fight like if he would have won? Oh, he would have got the title shot next. No, the cl- yeah. the closest the closest thing he probably got to like getting. And I don't even know if he st- still would have gotten a number one contender fight, but at least he would have been like a win away from possibly getting one. Was probably the the Kiesa main event. Sure. Got that fight. That was close, Kiesa yeah. was a top in, inside the top ten at the time, yeah. and Kiesa just kind of wrestled the hell out of him, beat yeah. him. He got handled. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and those are the kind of things. Yeah, those are the kind of things people remember. But like. And the shaft got for guys, but yeah, it was yeah. just completely one-sided. Yeah, sure. But for guys yeah. like him, like to, to to have been around that long, and and uh, and again to continue to pick up wins against guy, tough guys, a top twenty guy, Dan Rodriguez. Uh, again, I I just don't want people to, to downplay downplay these accomplishments because they never fought for a UFC title. Oh, again, no, the no, way no, title yeah. fights are handed out is you know. Uh, shout outs, by the way, to the Soul Raclop uh, in the comments, Casey. I'm, so, I'm sorry to do your job for you. I didn't mean to yeah. do that. Uh, they just said, hi from Tijuana. First live comment. You guys are awesome. Thanks for your work. Uh, love the f- post-fight show. So shout out oh. to Tijuana. I just want to say. Tijuana. Thank right, you. How you doing? Yeah, thank you. When, for I, when I was in Tijuana recently, um, someone Ooh, actually oh. recognized me. Stop it. Oh. Yeah. They were like, what, yeah, what, you, what oh, you're the, the, the 30, 24. Yeah, yeah. A fighter. <laughs> he's the oh, undefeated serious. fighter. I'm, I'm dead serious. I was like, what? <laughs> you're, you're, you're 30, uh, 24 yeah. down there in Tijuana. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm big in TJ. I'm big in TJ, yeah. Where, 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 where were you, though? Like, hold on. Where, but wait, no, wait. Where were you? How did this? I was a little south of, I was actually a little south of TJ. I was in Ensenada. But, uh, yeah, I was down there in someone. But, like, just in a bar or on the street? or? I was in a, at a, uh, at a big kind of party at a little fancy hotel on the beach. Whoa! And there was another cool. party that going on, and then we were <laughs> waiting for the cars to be pulled up, and someone goes, "Hey, yeah, damn, I know you, <laughs> I know you, so the baddest stash well, they'll, in they'll, the media." They'll know you more after you beat up uh, uh, Mike Jackson at the Satama Super Arena. That's then you're really gonna <laughs> you're really gonna get some play. <laughs> oh, here we go. You got oops, oops. Oh, I didn't want that comment up there. We're not talking about that yet. <laughs> there you go. Hi from Tijuana. For, there we go. Thank give you. Greetings to everyone. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, give me some questions about... I'm getting all these questions about other yeah, cards. People. We're talking about the card tonight, people. Come on. Come on. Well, we'll be talking about 281 <laughs> for a week. Don't worry about it. People, this is for your chance to shine. Yeah. This is your chance to shine. Something. I know. I know. This wasn't a ratings blockbuster card, probably, but you're here. We're talking about. It. And again, not not a bad card. I gave it. I think I said a seven point nine gymnastics. You know, pre-fight gymnastics rating, and I think it came pretty close. It's like a seven point eight, seven point yeah. seven. Other than other than the regrettable Nerd and BK Minner fight. Yeah. Uh, 
everything else was pretty good. Um, maybe maybe if a random Maverick could finish Shanna Young or something. By the way, we, we should yeah. follow up on that. Uh, very disappointing. We did not get uh, Bald as a Baby, uh, Shanna Young, sadly. <laughs> Uh, so, it was different. She looked the same. It was, it was very different. She looked the same, right? I was like, yeah. uh, 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 anyone who wants to know, Amy Kaplan tweeted out a photo of, of uh, uh, Shanna before she cut her hair to make the way. And she has a lot of hair. Yeah, she's got uh, a lot of uh, hair, yeah. Rest in peace, Elias Theodoro. Like the, that, I'm talking that long. She has like long, lustrous, like Elias Theodoro type hair. So when she snipped off, like I guess a large chunk of it, she still had a lot left. So I would not have known that she cut her hair to make weight. Uh, it was very disappointing. I thought she would be completely bald. And that she would knock out Miranda Maverick in 30 seconds. But uh, that narrative was killed immediately when she came out and had fu- fully road hair, corn road hair. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, no commitment. So. No commitment. No commitment to the gimmick. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, Ooh. Uh, we didn't answer the Jake Hadley question. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, go. <laughs> go for we'll it. Both these. We'll get both these. Yeah. Just, just, what was it, Mike? I missed Jake Hadley. Uh, what, what, what's what's next for Jake Hadley? Look good. I don't know if yeah. I, I don't. He won't be my wild card probably tomorrow. Probably not for me either. Uh, I have to look at my rankings. He's a heavy favorite. Rank- yeah, you're a heavy favorite. You look good. I mean, um, Tyson Nam. Yeah. Now that Tetsuo Tyra is booked, he's a guy you got to throw him on a London card at some point, right? Yeah. It's one of those Jake guys, Hadley, right? Tyson Nam. Jake, Dice, Jake Hadley, Tyson Nam, UK. Perfect. Yeah, with the next Victor time to go to London. Yeah. Yeah, uh, something like that. Say? Yeah. That's the, that's the right range. Yeah. Let me see what else we got. Yeah, he here. did look good. This, it's exactly what he needed to do. He went out there and dominated and finished <laughs> a very tough guy. Someone. A guy that Tetsuro Tyra couldn't finish. Casey, someone said AK thought that uh, Shannon Young was going to go like like uh, Sigourney Weaver in Aliens Three. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was hoping for. I wanted uh, I wanted Penal Colony uh, Ripley, but I uh, did not get it. So, uh, man. Um, uh, so um, yeah, Pollyanna. I can't find the question anymore. I lost it. Yeah, Pollyanna. She Vienna, I mean, uh, she had a. I mean, she had a ton of buzz when she did. Uh, I'm getting it right. This is the, the burglary, right? The beating up the yeah. the burglar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of viral potential there. I think the results didn't quite follow. I don't know if she lost her next fight after that or um, – I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I, I just don't remember there, there being a great follow-up for it. But she's fun. She's exciting. She's a fight finisher. You know, we talk about um, – I'm sorry, excuse me. We talk about uh, Amanda Lamoche, you know, having sort of that, that standout finishing ability at 115. I mean, Viana's right up there. She's never gone – she's never won by decision. She just finished. She's lost decisions. She's lost plenty of decisions, uh, but she goes out there and finishes. And that knockout combination, I mean, that is really not something um, that you see. She she blasted. And, and Jin Yu Fry is a really, really tough to finish. I don't know if this was her first knockout loss. I think it was. Right? Uh, oh, no. oh, no, no. She, uh, Hamasaki finished her a long time sure. ago. Oh, so we him. Yeah. I, I think uh-huh. at 15, at straw weight, rather. Sure. I'm and sorry, that's fine. I mean, yeah, Charlotte, yeah, those, if you're getting finished for Hamasaki and Ham, that's not yeah. that's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, and and also not uh, uh, also Viana, I would add to that list. So so uh, Jinyu Fry, very tough woman, but boy, she got rocked tonight. Uh, really did not know where she was. Uh, and yeah, that's great for the highlight reel. Um, what's her ceiling as uh, as a contender, as a star? Uh, hard to say. Fifteen one fifteen is pretty tough. Uh, it's a pretty tough division. Uh, just trying to see where I have her now. She's kind of in the middle of the pack for me. 
somewhere in yeah. the top 20. But but this gets her a big fight, I think, right? A big it fight? Uh, get her on the front. You got to get, no, get her no, on 283. No, get her on 283. No. I mean, unfortunately for her, she's beating lot the of, bottom of the division, which is, you know, sure. they're still good fighters, but she hasn't beaten anyone. She hasn't been a contender. Junior Fry, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I think her best years are in the past as an atom weight. I think mm-hmm. kind of she's more just kind of living the UFC dream, to be honest. I don't think really anyone sees title aspirations for Junior Frey, especially after tonight. Um, yeah, because she had she was coming off a loss in her last fight, so. Yeah. Um, you know what? You know what? Know, like a, a least raid is fun, like something like sure. that. Doing in Brazil, was, like she should she should be on that two eighty that two eighty three card against whoever. Uh, you know what, Scott McCrate, who asked who, the guy who asked the question, our friend Scott McCrate, uh, I think she'll be my wild card. I don't want to make any promises. I don't make any promises. I think I will make her my wild card pick. So tune in, tune in to on to the next one this week if you want a more definitive answer of what's next for Miss. Uh, uh, this question's about the rankings that don't matter, but we'll answer it anyway. Will Miranda Maverick have a number next to her name on Tuesday? It could be asking about our rankings. You could we be asking about our rankings. Oh, do we release them Tuesday? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> she, probably, she probably she probably won't on our rankings. Uh no, she won't. Because Molly McCann is fighting Aaron Blanchfield. They're not gonna bump her before that fight. Yeah. I don't think she replaces Cynthia. Yeah, I think the rankings kind of stay where they're at. They would have to bump Cynthia out. That was the and which would be no, which would I mean be justifiable? And move Molly to yeah, move Molly to fourteen and yeah. bring Miranda well, in yeah, fifteen. Yeah, I never fight. Yeah, I would pick Miranda over both of those women. <laughs> but um, I guess, but by resume, I guess yeah, Maverick probably doesn't move too far up the rankings just because of Young's lack of ranking. I don't know. Yeah, but man, she did yeah, the she, thing though. She um, it, it, we, we, we we saw a little bit of Muay Thai Maverick. And it was okay. We just had a little boy time Maverick. And she figured out, nah, nah, this is okay. That was let's get to the bread and butter now. And she was like, she committed, so much better. Yeah. She committed to the Top Gun entrance. I think she came out to the Lady Gaga a Top Gun song, right? Oh no, no, she didn't. I'm sorry. No, I'm, she I'm, I'm crazy. The, she came out to Danger Zone, right? No, not Danger Zone. The uh, just sort of the opening, yeah, Top opening Gun theme song. music. Know, yeah, sing it for me. I don't know. You know yeah, it uh, it's hard. I, I can't. Hey, listen, we've got monetization issues going on. You know, I can't do that. <laughs> Nice try, nice try. Try to bait me. Yeah, Try to bait me. Listen, Ed, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's publishing company's already came after us. No, that was good. It was after your happy birthday fest on Friday. <laughs> we got in a lot of trouble. You played way too many versions of Happy Birthday. They, they could allow maybe two or three versions. When you started going like the fourth version of Happy Birthday, yeah. Once like you that, got that. yeah. Once you got to the dogs, boom, instant flag, instant flag. Uh, I, I had more Randa, too. <laughs> I don't think Random Maverick will be in our rankings either. She has been ranked before, I believe, in our rankings. She has been a Favre also, but uh, I don't. This one might get back her back into uh, receiving votes territory. But I don't know if she. Uh, I don't think she's going to have a spot in our rankings either. I've seen a lot of people ask ask this though. Do you, do you, does is Rose going to get a direct Rose? title shot? Like, is, are people thinking Rose is going to get a title shot? Right after the loss to Carla, the people think they. I don't think there'll be. No, if Carla wins, that gives Lamos a shot. 
like a better chance, I think, just like it would have given Marina a better chance. Because I just don't think the UFC is going to be in any rush to book Esparza, now Yunus, three anytime soon after two. Mm-hmm. If Zhang wins, Zhang might just call for Rose and be like, hey, you beat me twice, or hey, you knocked me out the first time. I think I beat you the second time. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's do it again. One more time. I'm going to show you I'm a better fighter. The UFC would do that in a second. I think they'd probably do that over Lamos. But again, we don't know what Rose is doing. We don't know how long she's going to be sitting out for. She doesn't seem like she's in any rush to come back to fight, at least not right now. And she also teased potentially just putting on a bunch of muscle and maybe going up to 25 and testing that out. So we'll see. I don't know. But I feel... Lamos versus Rose is cool. I'd watch the hell out of that. I also want to see Andrade versus Rose again. Yeah. Because they're one and one. That'd be fun as hell. You could do that at 125 as well. I mean, I would love to see it. I don't think it happens, though, unless it's for belt. Yeah. Like I said, Rose just, she, Rose just has too, too many options. Yeah. You, you, you list a lot of better options, and, and Rose knows those options are there. So, I mean, this could fight happen. This fight could happen someday, but is it the fight to make next? I, I don't think that's, that's where they're going to go. But I think Limos needs a a win over someone like Rose, though, to kind of get really yeah. get the kind of fans for behind her for a title shot. I think if they gave her a title shot now, I think it'd be one of those. Uh, it makes sense, but no one's really excited about it. You know, it's, it's kind of it'd be almost like Carlos Santos. Yeah, Santos level. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Some more exactly finishes. Gonna use. Yeah, she earned it, but the fans are like, oh, all right, sure. Um, yeah, cool. She probably Lamos probably fights Carla either way. Win or lose. Like if Carla yeah. wins, she gets the title fight against Carla. And if Carla loses, she fights Carla anyways. I could actually see so, that because if, Car- yes. if Carla does win, I don't – unless she somehow wins spectacularly, but I don't see that happening if she does win. Um, Carla, unfortunately, just isn't a a main event type championship fighter. She'll probably be like – much like she'll probably be a co-main event on a pay-per-view and then as a co-main, Esparza versus Lemos makes sense as, a, as kind of that second title fight. I understand what you're saying. That actually does make sense. You're right. Um, Anything else? Or are we good? I think we're good. That dance usually to, tells me we're probably good. Yeah, I think, I think it's time to watch some fight circus. Or Casey has to go to the or Casey has to go to the washroom. I'm not sure. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Fight circus. <laughs> I mean, when, when people will listen to this, I'm sorry. Fight circus will probably already have happened and probably been shut down. We don't know. But uh, yes, for everyone watching live, fight circus is free on Fight TV. It is free. It is free. It is not on uh, uh, soda. <laughs> Camp soda. Camp soda. Yeah. It's not on Camp soda. You do not have to give anyone your credit card. Uh, you don't have to make sure your blockers are on or you're on incognito mode. It's on Fight TV for free. Uh, so please tune. I, I will do some some uh, some. Uh, See the media. We we do we do promote things sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Take so yes, uh, Fight Circus on Fight TV. Jeez, Josh Thompson oh, really got you, huh? <laughs> oh, so I wouldn't. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, we are done. AK, I'll see you tomorrow. On to the next one. We'll put a bow on this bad boy. And then it's on to MSG, baby. On to UFC 281. Some exciting things in store for you all week long on MMAfighting.com. Perhaps we'll watch the fights together on Saturday. Maybe, maybe not. 
announcement coming for Casey for AK. I am Mike Eck. Thank you for watching. Enjoy Fight Circus, everybody. Good night. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.